going to apologize for my podcast voice because I'm working on that. So <laughs> if it comes to it. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the very first episode of Naturally Built, a podcast discussing landscape architecture with the people we build relationships with. I'm your host, Pablo Cortez, uh, President and Principal Landscape Architect at CTO Landscape Architecture. Our first guest is Nick Strabi, Sales Manager with Hunter Industries. Uh, many of you listening may have met Nick at one point or another. Uh, he visits firm offices from time to time and is very involved with the Southern California ASLA chapter. Uh, Nick, thank you very much for joining me on the very first episode. How are you? I'm great, Pablo. Thanks for having me. It's it's an honor to be the first one up here, buddy. Yeah, and we're excited to have you on as the very first guest. Uh, let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, can you walk us through maybe a little bit about your backstory, your origin, and how you got to work with Hunter? So, I uh, you know I've been in the landscape architecture industry since 2005. Uh, graduated from Cal Poly Pomona with an undergraduate degree, and um, got right into the industry. Started working. Everything was good until the uh, the recession came through in 2009, and yeah. found myself out of a job and the uh, landscape architecture degree just didn't translate so as far as I would have liked. So I was applying for jobs in sales um, and, and you know, other everywhere. different facets. Everywhere, right? right? I mean, yeah, yeah. you were there too, right? Remember yep. that? Yep. So, so, so I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, this is, this is the first one. I remember back in the 90s, my parents said something about a recession. And even before then, I heard there was another one. And so I started thinking to myself, how recession-proof is this industry? And is there anything else out there for me? And so, um, you know, hustled it, ended up getting back into the game um, and, and kept working at a landscape architecture firm from about 2012 to 2014. But during that whole time, I mean, from when I started until where I'm at or to this 2014 period, I always had good connections with my uh, vendor reps. And one of them nice. was, one of them was Hunter Industries. And so, um, I remember when I was first out of a job, the first person I called was my hunter rep and uh, tried to help me find a, find work. And so in 2014, he had reached out to me um, and told me about this job. And now pause that there. Back in 2012, I had interviewed for the same job that I'm in now, but in a different territory and I didn't get it. So this is the second time it had come back around and I said, here you go. You got to get act quick. We got to make this happen. And, <laughs> yeah. and so, so lo and behold, um, it, it all worked out. And so I ended up leaving the actual desk in the landscape architecture world and entering it through a different lens, through a different portal, however you want to say it, um, as the specification manager for Hunter Industries. So, so that's kind of a, a brief snapshot of how I got to this point. I will say this, that I didn't know anything really about irrigation. Um, other than we had a consultant and right. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew how to send it to him with enough time, you know, right. so, so that's kind of how I got here. Uh, cool. So that, that kind of gets you, get, gets us to where you're at now, right? You're, you're uh, representing hundred products. Um, mm. Let's get into that portion of it, your primary customers and how do you go about building that clientele? What's interesting is when I came into this job, I, I just knew that, that this role would require me to work with landscape architects. And so aside from that, I thought, okay, I just need to learn how landscape architects do irrigation and what my need is or how I can facilitate information or, or connect to these folks um, through, through my liaisonship as the sales rep and then to them. And so, um, so I started kind of with a general list that my predecessor had given me. And I started looking down the list and started noticing it's all these firms 
that were in my territory. And now to put this in perspective, I roam from essentially South Orange County, so the, the, the borderline there by Pendleton, I go up into the Inland Empire, um, and then I go out into the South Bay of LA. So it's LA, Orange County, Inland Empire, a uh, little bit of that. Uh, so uh, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking, hey, I didn't know there were this many landscape architects in the yeah. area, but what I need to do is I need to start identifying who works at these firms. And, um, and so what I started with was I went back to my network of people that I worked with, the people I graduated with, and I said, okay, who do they know and or what roles are they in in their companies and how does irrigation align with their firm? And so I really started with who I knew and that was just my friends, yeah. colleagues, that type of stuff, people I graduated with. And then also, I mean, guys like yourself, I remember I'd, I'd call and I'd say, hey, do you know anybody at so-and-so firm? You'd say, oh, yeah, my buddy Jim works there. And so then, you know, we, we'd call. I remember Bob over at, uh, over at uh, HLA, um, Hirsch, they, uh, yeah. you worked with him. I'm a Bob, you know? yeah. And so, so that's, really, that's really where I started and I identified those as my primary customers. But what happened was, is that, I started to, to take the blinders off and look a little bit in my periphery and identify that it wasn't just landscape architects, but it was more um, municipalities and then irrigation designers yeah. and then even some design build. It's a wider and then, range. And, and, and then garden designers. But believe it or not, you know, there's a talented group from the APLD ranks that are just kind of hanging out out there and, and, so, and, and they need some help too. So really to answer the, the question, is identifying who my primary customers are. It's really any landscape professional that I can help. However, there's an emphasis on specifications of getting product on a plan. Can you describe your role with ASLA and a bit of what you, uh, what you do and what you have done uh, with the program? My current level of interaction with ASLA stems back to 2009 when I had gotten laid off due to uh, the recession. And, you know, I found myself out of a job and there were no openings really in the market. So I essentially took a look at my Rolodex and my phone and I realized that my network was not as deep as I really needed it to be. Um, and so I vowed that I begin the process to build the network and invest really in ASLA. Um, and so fast forward to 2014, um, when I begin my role with Hunter, I took over as the executor to the sponsorship uh, for the chapter. For oh, that, that, came, that came along with the job? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so they, they basically said, who's going to be in charge of, uh, or who's going to spearhead the sponsorship. And I really kind of ex tried to examine what we had been getting from the sponsorship. And um, there wasn't, wasn't much on the Hunter end. And so I said, this is a great opportunity for me to be the face of Hunter through ASLA. And so uh, while they paid essentially the bill, so right, I, right. I got in and I just started showing up and I realized the amount of value just in showing up and uh, funny as it is, I, I ended up showing up to a ASLA uh, awards presentation at Cal Poly Pomona, and the conversation came up that they were looking for someone to take on the role as the liaison, industry liaison to students. And so I thought a little bit about it. I'd already been doing educational spots at Cal Poly Pomona, and so it was really, it's, it's become very fruitful to be in front of the students at such an early time. And so I said, hey, you know, this will only help me there and, and kind of help me build my brand, but also help the chapter as a whole. And so for the last two and a half years, I believe, I've been the liaison to students and really trying to focus my efforts on providing them value through the chapter and then also getting them 
linked up with professionals like yourself um, and, and others in the industry. I know you've come out to some of the events we've, we've done and hopefully you found some value in that. Yeah, too, absolutely. So. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like you do provide that uh, value to the students, uh, especially when you're with them, you know, while they're going through the program and process and you've been out there and kind of know what's going on and um, you know, give them a little heads up of what to expect once they're uh, in the field, you know? Um, cool. Um, so you're, you're, you're licensed, right? You're a licensed landscape architect. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Congratulations on that. That was what, recently, okay. 2018, 2019? When did you? Uh... 2019. Yeah, November yeah. 2019. So just before Thanksgiving, there was a lot nice. to be thankful for that year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so now that you're licensed, uh, do you have any future plans that you'd care to discuss and anything that goes along with that? You know, it's interesting because uh, it was probably about 2017-ish, late 2016, I started, I committed to wanting to get my license and really kind of, um, you know, start this process. Actually, it was mid-2017 now that I think about it. And um, I committed and I said, hey, I'm going to, no matter how much it costs, yeah. no matter how much time that goes into it, I'm going to do it. And I didn't really have a plan. I just said, this is the last step in the process and I need to do it for myself um, now. And so it took me two and a half years. I took one section at a time and I wasn't successful every time. Um, that I took it. And so it was just a perseverance. Every time there was an opportunity to take it, I took it, paid the money because it really didn't, didn't hurt that bad for me. And, and so um, it's funny, I, you stress, you know, well, sure. you're recently licensed, you know, we've had it for a couple of years now, but you stress, you stress, you stress, and then you get it and this weight's lifted off your shoulders. And then you sit there and say to yourself, well, I'm licensed. What am I going to do? <laughs> What's and this next? Whole, yeah. And this whole time I've been saying to myself, you know, I'm going to be, I'm just going to, you know, I love my job, which I absolutely do 100% love my job, but this whole world of possibilities is out there for you as a licensed landscape architect. And so first and foremost, I really love my job right now and I don't foresee myself leaving, leaving it anytime soon. What it's done for me is it's added credibility to my name, credibility to what I do on a daily basis. When I'm sitting there talking about irrigation to landscape architects and it's coming from a landscape architect, they believe it versus it coming from the guy that was selling vacuums yesterday and he's now selling irrigation today. So, so you know, the, the, the short answer to that, Pablo, is, is there really are no plans as of right now, um, but, you know, the, the door's always open. I, I now have the power. I have all the opportunities in the world now that I have my license, and it's something that I'm really trying to encourage people to, to go out and do, especially those that are like you and myself who, you know what, you've been in the industry for, what, 10 years maybe before you got yours? More, yeah, yeah, 10, about 10, 15, yeah. And, and you oh, waited till right when you're about to have your first child to actually put forth the effort and stress out even more, right? Exactly. I just added to the, uh, <laughs> added to the mess of things. <laughs> so, so yeah. similar stuff, man, you, you get adult problems and then that's when you start to realize that you should start studying up. So I, I just say the sooner people can do it, the better off. And yeah. And so, yeah. Same thing, man. If I had, looking back, if I had started when I had finished school, a little bit different process, right? But I think it would have been a little bit off. Um, just kind of kicking off that process a little sooner. Um, cool. Well, um, yeah. we're going to go ahead and just kind of wrap it up here. Was there any way that uh, people can get a hold of you? Any uh, uh, information that you'd like to share and get out to people? Absolutely. Um, you know, first and foremost, my email, nick.stravi at hunterindustries.com. That's N-I-C-K dot S-T-R-A-A-B-E at hunterindustries.com. That's the email. Um, and so reach out to me 
you there. You can find me on Instagram at nick.from.hunter, um, or you can support our local page, um, and that's hunterindustries.socal. And right now we're doing a bunch of cool training videos, like five-minute shorts, Instagram TV type stuff, um, just talking about some product knowledge there. Also, you can go on to training at hunterindustries.com. We have a plethora of YouTube videos. I mean, we have over 200 YouTube yeah. videos on how to all sorts of different trainings. And then also we have, uh, you know, CAD legends, CAD details, any sort of support for specifiers, landscape architects out there and contractors. So that's really get in touch with me. I can, I can lead you to it and go from there, but I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, just, and then one final thing, uh, we kind of do this for fun. Um, is there anything that you've done that you've seen that you've read um, while in quarantine and during this time, maybe, maybe even just for fun um, that you'd like to kind of get out to people that you want to share, maybe something that they can also enjoy while they're uh, stuck at home? You know, Pablo, it's pretty short and simple and it's a quote that I heard. Um, and um, it's a friend of mine who's who's in the financial world, he reads a lot and he had a, a quote from a Warren Buffett book and from Warren Buffett and it said, the price is what you pay and the value is what you get. And I think that it, it spoke to me on multiple levels. You know, as landscape architects, you go and you start working on a project for a homeowner or a client for that matter, whoever it might be, and you start getting nickeled and dimed and whittled down, right? And understanding that we have, the value that you're getting is worth the price that you're paying and letting them know that and reassuring them of that um, is, is what's kind of spoke to me. And it's, once again, I've seen a lot of things in the quarantine, but that was the one thing that stuck with me and I use on a daily basis when, when I'm working in the hunter side and people say, oh yeah, that product looks expensive. And I, I reassured them that they're gonna be getting the field service that goes along with it. So the price is what you're gonna pay for that product, but the value that comes after that, there's no subscription, there's no none of this, it's going to be there and we're here to support you and as a partnership. So that, that really struck, struck a chord with me and stuck with me. So I would just say to your, you, your audience, um, that remember, you know, the price is what you pay and the value is what you get. Cool. Nice. Uh, good. Uh, it's a good tip from uh, uh, Nick Strabi through uh, via Warren Buffett. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks again for, uh, for being on, man. And uh, we'll keep in touch. We, uh, we'll, uh, we'll speak again soon. Thanks, Nick. Pablo. All right. And thank you for listening to this first episode. We plan on bringing a couple more conversations in the near future with people in and around the landscape architecture industry. Uh, we'll post links to new episodes on our Instagram account at cto.la. That's S-I-T-I-O dot L-A. For more information on CTO Landscape Architecture, check out our website at ctola.com. And you can always text us directly 657-217-6169 for more information. Mm -hmm.